Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. Um, we are so excited for this episode because we are talking to one of our closest friends from the Love is Blind franchise, Giannina Jabelli from season one. She is iconic, to say the least. Yes. I'm wearing her boyfriend's uh, little... What do you call this? A crew neck? <laughs> crew neck? A crew neck? It says just keep dancing. And okay, it's not his, but it's from his it's clothing from line. It's from his clothing line. I just met his brands. When oh when um, Deep Dee came into my apartment, she goes, look, I'm wearing Blake's sweatshirt. I was like, what do you mean you're wearing his sweatshirt? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, ah. I was like, where did you get his sweatshirt? Online. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. It it's says really cute. just keep dancing. Yeah, and it's got a little... Like, be yourself. You can't hear because you're so far away. Well, then that was your... Okay, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah, we're excited to have her on. But what's going on with you? What's new? Um, I'm going to Michigan with my family this weekend. I've been on a social media break. I haven't been posting. I think I do these like once every few months. Not like anyone really cares, but... I care. I just like not seeing what other people people are posting. I think I was getting to a point where I was like comparing myself with other people being like, oh, like how come my body doesn't look like that? Or I should be doing this more. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take a break and like live my life. So um, I felt like pretty good. I just feel like kind of like out of the loop on like my friends' lives. Like that's how I keep Mm -hmm. up to date on like what people are doing is like, what are they posting? And like, where are they? So, um, but it's felt pretty good. I highly encourage one for anyone who ever feels like they're comparing themselves to other people on social media. Yes. This is exactly me last December when I took the whole month off. It was oh, such a blessing just because, yeah, you're not consuming so much of the outside world and you can kind of figure out who you are again and like yeah. show up differently. So yeah, I'm glad that you're, you took the time off. You're like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. But now I've become kind of like a lazy blob. Like all I do is like <laughs> work and then watch movies and then do this podcast. Sometimes you need that in life, you know? Sometimes you just need that. I know. I thought I'd be like working out more and I was like, no, I'm watching like more TV (laughs) more than ever before. Sometimes your body just needs to rest, you know? Um, But how's your dating life? I know you gave a little update in our last episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same old, same old. Honestly, not many changes since last week. I mean, I think I'm like just, you know, treading carefully. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Yeah, like... Listen, I feel like Deeps now is way different than before my last relationship. Um, Which one? (laughs) The Kyle one. I was just like, ugh. I was just so head over heels and not thinking straight. And now I'm just like very much thinking a lot about it. Okay. So I've seen that change in you. Okay. Because, you know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I actually was annoyed with you a lot during your oh. relationship with Kyle. Yes. I'm not his biggest fan. Right. Obviously, it's very mm-hmm. clear. And I used to be like, wake up! But <laughs> I was like, oh, um, I'm asleep! <laughs> but I do feel like you're kind of like this new person who like knows what they want. And when you meet guys and you're like, this isn't what I want, you're very quick to now like end it and mm-hmm. not be so like forgiving or like see through some like red flag. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. It's taking me a lot of time to get here. But you're right. I do see my worth now. And yeah, I'm not ready to settle. So yay. yay. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Stop. Why are we being so weird on this podcast? I'm not being weird. <laughs> that was just cute. I don't like touchy feeling things. Me anyway. That's why we get along so well. Because I'm like, don't. Don't touch me. And Ayana is the most touchy oh, person. Oh, yeah, she is. She loves, like, physical affection. Yeah. And so she's constantly, like, 
petting me or wanting a hug. And I'm like, no. Petting you? I was like, please. Like during our sleepover, she's like, do you mind just like sitting here? And she'll like lay her hand on my shoulders. Absolutely and I'm like, not. no. I was like, do not stay away. My sister tries to do that too. And I'm like, please do not touch me. Yeah. <laughs> like stay um, away. <laughs> we're so excited to talk to Giannina. Yes. Oh, one last thing. I did want to ask our listeners. Do you guys want us to recap the ultimatum? So a new yes. season of the ultimatum is coming out. It's the queer version, which mm-hmm. we're so excited about. Deep D and I are going to watch anyways because we love the ultimatum. It's a sister show of Love is Blind pretty much. it's um, It was produced by the same production company. Um, but let us know if you want us to talk about it on this podcast. So yeah. if you are going to watch, like DM us or, you yeah. know, leave a comment on Out of the Pods. And I think if we get enough DMs and comments, we'll probably – do a little recap. Yeah, do a yeah, little recap. Let's so, do it. and maybe we can know. even get a guest from uh, the Ultimatum season, season one. one. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun because yeah. we do talk to a few of them, like mm-hmm. April and Ray. Alexis. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Alexis. So, I think yeah. that that would be really yeah. fun. So, yeah, please let us know. Um, yeah, should we get into this interview? Yes, let's, let's do talk it. to Giannina. Woo, Giannina Jabelli, the one and only queen of Love is Blind. Welcome to Out of the Pods. We are so excited to have you. And we're extremely excited for this interview because, you know, like you are our friend. Yes. (laughs) Like we've already met in person. We have all chatted. And so this is really fun that we get to bring our listeners in on our friendship and on this conversation because there's so much to be talked about. Oh man, all the things that we've talked about already, let's just unearth them right here. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm super proud of you. And yeah, let's just kind of get down to it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. The first question we love asking everyone from Love is Blind is how did you end up on Love is Blind season one? Oh, um, so I was actually at a bar with a couple of girlfriends and I was telling them at that moment, like, I am so over the city. I was living in Atlanta. I'd actually moved there for an ex-boyfriend. We'd broken up and I'd stayed and I didn't want to have a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, I'm going to make it. But after that point, I was just like, you know what? There's just nothing for me here. And at that point, my phone lit up and it was a DM from a casting Shelby C. Daniel, shout out. You changed my life. <laughs> and she was like, hey, girl, I'm casting. I just sent you a DM. And I'd never heard casting. I heard collab or partner, but casting. Yeah. And so I went out um, to the side of the bar and I called her right there. And then she goes, well, so it's a, it's a show where you can fall in love without meeting somebody or like seeing them in person. But there's a catch. There's a wedding. You don't have to get married, but, you know, you have to make it to the altar. And I was like. First of all, your timing is impeccable. I was just telling them, like, you know, how I'm done with there's no men for me here. And I was like, this sounds a little weird, but I'm a little weird. So, like, maybe it'll work out. And then, like, the next day I had a call with Netflix. um, And I'd actually opened, like, uh, a bottle of champagne because I opened up an office with my friend. And, like, that business failed. But little did I know I was actually, like, celebrating, like, a whole new life that I just like uncovered and I had no idea what was going to happen. (laughs) That's amazing. And I feel like you also believe a lot in like universal signs and things like that and like manifesting shit. So that's so cool. You're like, okay, where do I go from here? And it ended up on Love's Mind. 
No, really? It was like I literally spoke it, and then the universe was like, okay, bitch, let's see if you can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. I don't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and, and also, viewers, like, don't know that you were kind of young. How old were you when you did the show? Yeah, so I was 25. I think That's I crazy. just... Yeah. Oh, baby! <laughs> no, and I thought I was so grown. I was like, oh, like, I know who I am. I was, like, very, you know, I'm very independent, so I was like, I know, like that no one's going to be able to mess with me. And I was just very optimistic. I was like, I'm not going to meet anybody. It's just going to be fun. And whatever happens, happens. And then I look back at it and I was like, holy shit. I had like so much self-reflection to do, which Love is Blind accelerated that process for me. So I'm really grateful for it. It's just really rough when you do it in front of like millions of people. Yeah. It makes you <laughs> learn a lot quicker, doesn't it? A lot and then you're like oh wait i actually am a little bit toxic <laughs> am I the realize that at any age i watched it i was like damn yeah. i was like i really gotta uh <laughs> yes. and i was 29 i was like hmm, yeah. maybe i'm not so grown <laughs> I was 30. Yeah. um so you did you know that it was going to be like a netflix show when you were casting for it yeah so when i did the interview the next day she was like yep it's for netflix a lot and I just, I didn't think Netflix was going to pick me. I, I didn't, I didn't think I was even going to make it past any stage. So I was just always very honest. And, you know, she's like, do you want to get married? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I think, I think that's what made them pick me. It was like, all right, we've got someone that's going to stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> yeah. or probably because you were so honest. I mean, yeah. one of the things that, always hear from like casting directors it's like just be yourself and show every facet of you because i think they want people who are just going to be really just like put themselves out there yeah. and i'm sure yeah. like you know it comes from a lot of the things that we say in our interviews like i was very honest with things like like me being east asian and like experiencing racism during the pandemic and i would like talk about that just like not hold back or i talk about like my ibs a lot in my casting interviews and they were like okay this girl is insane so oh. here here she goes yeah i remember your uh poster natalie it was like what would i tell my soulmate it's like i have ibs so i'm probably gonna be going to the bathroom a lot or something <laughs> that's what yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. i was like <laughs> um i go like i use the bathroom five times a day i meant like you know for that other thing if you know yeah. what i'm saying for yeah. my yeah. ibs attack and <laughs> dude, i was like I would struggle on set because like you need someone to take you to the bathroom so that you don't yeah. see the other men. Like you yeah. don't, you know, they're kind of, they just make sure you don't bump into any of the guys on the other side. Since I think we all shared a bathroom. I think, no, we didn't share a bathroom. It was in different trailers, but oh, when you walked outside, you could see them if you were walking in and out. Yeah. You could see them? Like that's why they would make sure the Wranglers were like, okay, you can go now. And they were like walkie talking. Yeah. Time. Like yeah, we had I to be to, like supervised. Yeah. I tried to sneak away a couple of times. <laughs> you did? <laughs> that's why there's, there's Wranglers. I'm kidding. boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> No, they already but, had them, but I was just like, okay, why? Like, why? Like, why is it such a big deal? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's... Yeah, I think it was so like we don't accidentally see the men if like <laughs> like outside. Yeah. But man, I I struggled with that because I yeah, this bitch had... was going to the bathroom all the time, like just holding up filming for us. I know. I'd be like, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was like, like, I can't hold it in. I was yeah. like, I gotta go. And they're like, what is wrong? You're with just this talking girl? into your boobs, like, hey, yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> What was your first day like of the experiment? 
So I remember we, you know, got all taken to a hotel. I actually got um, casted like two weeks before the whole project started. So I, I think, yeah, I think I was like second to one of the last people to get on there. And I actually found out like the call that I was going to be on Love is Blind was at my brother's wedding. It was October 30th or something like that. And no, no, September 31st. And then filming started October 1st. And I remember like I was just having like panic attacks at my brother's wedding because I didn't know how my family was going to react. I also don't want to take like time away from them. I don't want the attention to be on me. So I remember the whole wedding, you know, I was just kind of like having panic attacks and nobody knew why. And then finally, when everybody was drunk, I told my mom and my dad and um, my mom like grabs me by my face and she goes, the bus doesn't stop twice. And that to me, just like, still to the, look, I have goosebumps. I like, know, still that's so sweet. Yeah. I was like, thank you, mom. Like I had her support. I had my dad's support. So that was like the beginning of it for me, which really you'll, you would, you would see like my journey. If you really look closely in Love is Blind. Also, why I started to freak out because my family was so important to me, is so important to me and their opinions and all that. Anyway, so after that, I went straight into the hotel. Then they blindfolded us um, to get us into like this. I don't know how much I can say. But, they blindfolded like, you? Yeah. So like our, our, so from the hotel to the blindfolded, right? So yeah. they, from the hotel to the, um, the set or the warehouse, mm-hmm. they yeah. blacked out all the windows and the car. So it was just very, very like, just very secretive. I didn't know if I was going to get kidnapped. I was totally fine. <laughs> Everyone thought that I was going to get kidnapped. I You're like, like oh, I hope this is Netflix, please. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm going to be okay. And everybody was like, can you text me? I was like, no. They go, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> so I'm just very like nonchalantly, like, you know, getting ready um, to walk into what we all know as like the lounge yeah and i remember they picked me to be first to walk inside and like get my reaction first and again i'm like interpreting all these signs and i'm like oh like i wonder why this is happening to me anyway so i walk in see the lounge and it was just i mean i didn't have anything else to base my experience off of so it just felt like i mean i've been in um you know, like sets before because of my job. So I would do like social media coordinating for like all these really big companies. And so I was used to seeing things like this, but I wasn't used to being in front of the camera. Um, And then I had my first date, which was Barnett. And Barnett, I was like, we had, we hit it off. He's, you know, he's a charmer. And I was like, this is it. I found my man. This is going to be good. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so, Amber's Barnett yeah, you had a connection with? Uh-huh. That is funny. We had the connection with Damien, and we switched. Oh, that's so funny. Wait, did you guys yeah. also do 15-minute rounds of dating, like speed dating yeah. style? Okay. Yeah, so you know the first couple of dates, you speed, and then you rank. And then rank, right. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you rank. So, so was where it. was um, Damien on this list? Like, tell us a little bit about your connection with him and how it all started. So I think he was like number eight or something. I remember <laughs> I walked in. Yeah, I walked in into the room and he was, you know, I'd, I'd gotten my sea legs because I'd been on a couple of dates by then. And I walk in and I'm like, and I'm like, hello. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and 
I was like, what's your name? He goes, what's your name? I was like, I asked first. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't give you an indication of what our relationship was going to be like. But he liked that, apparently. Um, And and then I remember him, I remember, like, writing in my little notebook, like, you know, little details and and being like, he feels familiar. I remember writing. I was like, he feels familiar. Um, And that's, I think, what, like, attracted me towards him. Like, he just felt, yeah, like a friend. Yeah. What day did he become like, I guess your number one? I think it was like on the third day. Okay. That's uh, fast. Yeah. 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 I was mm-hmm. very, yeah. And you know, like some people didn't make connections, I think by the third day. So that's when they started to draw people off. Yeah. Right. So it goes okay. from like 15 to like, I don't know, eight or something or 10 or they just draw people season. off. Point. Yeah. And so I remember like by the third day, I mean, Barnett just seemed like such a little boy. I could tell like other men that were just like, I don't know, I'm not gonna be my type. And Damien sounded like, you know, like a strong dude that could like handle all my personalities. And by then I'd gone through, right? <laughs> all, my like, personalities. all my personalities. All my personalities. And I'd gone through like so many panic attacks by that point. I had gone, I think I had like three um and and i would vent to him about them and and he was very like comforting um so i think that's i think that was the moment but truly you know how like you can give people gifts yeah yeah Yeah. so i brought i brought two really sentimental gifts and i was and i did it on purpose like things that i've had since i was like 15. i was like if i feel like i have a real connection with somebody and i actually give them this that means i'm in and that was kind of like my benchmark my threshold and um i brought like this blanket from peru which he still has Aww. that you know i gave him but also i brought my piano from when i was like 15. you brought a piano you brought a piano brought, like a keyboard you know uh, oh <laughs> yeah. i forget that you filmed in atlanta for the pods oh, we actually filmed in that's la right i was like where did oh, you yeah. carry that on yeah i was like how did you yeah. carry a piano but I, I i forgot that you guys actually filmed in your home city, city. yeah 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 um which was great because then you know i was able to not be too feel like too much of a fish out of water yeah um which helped a lot but anyway, so I gave him that piano and I hadn't heard it play for like maybe like eight years. And this is the thing about Damien. He will always figure out a way. <laughs> and he um, like one day I after I gave him the piano, I heard it playing because, you know, it's like over the wall. Yeah. And that, I just started crying. I was like, oh, my God, you know, so <laughs> it was all these little little moments. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I really I really wish that they showed those types of moments yeah. because I think a lot of viewers are always confused. Like, how did these two people connect and why? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, because you're missing out on like really like deeper sentimental moments, yes. like the one you just described. I mean, I had moments like that with Shane and my other connections and none of it was like shown. none of it was shown so no one understood yeah. like why she was shane yeah. or you know <laughs> they didn't show even one of my other connections i was just like bro right i mean yeah. there's just so many storylines and there's so many you know you got to get down to the meat of it but at the end of the day like people are like so confused but it's because you don't get it like first yeah. of all you don't understand and i didn't i didn't think and i'm so happy that i could connect with you guys because after season one i was like no one's gonna understand the actual social experiment 
brain terrorism that I went through because I was in such a bubble. Like I had epiphanies, I had breakthroughs, like these anxiety attacks were real. I didn't stop, I stopped drinking after like the second day. So I was fully sober. I've taken full disclosure, I've taken shrooms, this, that, I've taken all the things and I've never felt so connected and so awake and so aligned then and sober while being in those pods like I've never felt that sober in my entire life like I really transcended yeah and that helped me like connect other than you know (laughs) (laughs) my brother did vipassana which is essentially like a really high thing of meditation I think you would absolutely love it because it really is you're like completely sober and you're meditating so hard that you yeah. like you said all your chakras are aligned and you feel like you're transcending transcending so it. it's so cool but anyways i'll send you that later yeah but please so cool. i had to get a reiki healer after i was taken out of the pods because mm-hmm. i was feeling everything i was like I, I felt like i was like being attacked by like so many vibrations yeah and i, I could hear my like voices in my head it sounds fucked up but that's how what i and, and they didn't give me a therapist right <laughs> they got me a reiki healer Anyway, and she was like, I'm going to touch all these different points of like your back and you're going to tell me what color you see. And so like your throat, I think, is like green. Your heart is blue. Like your stomach is orange. Like I called and I didn't know anything about chakras at this point. I called every single color as she was touching my back, like on point. She goes, you were completely open. Like something happened to me in there. When they say social experiment, for me, it was 100 percent. That's that so interesting that you say that it opened you. I felt like it closed me off more. I was more closed off. Yeah, because I had so much energy around me. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm like, I was absorbing everyone's. So I was like, oh my God, I need to mm-hmm. just like retract, you know, mm-hmm. almost. But mm-hmm. yeah, is that how you felt too? I don't know. It's- I, so Shane and I connected so early on and I was like so sure about him so early on that I think I started closing off because I was like, got to this point of like, I need to protect this relationship based on questions I was being asked and like things I was hearing, I started feeling like, wait, there's something else happening. That's Mm -hmm. like that. I'm not aware of it. And it feels like out of my control. So I'm just going to close in and just like Mm -hmm. protect myself in this relationship. So that's how I felt. And I actually think I like broke down because I was so closed off. Mm -hmm. I think that also might have to do with like the fact that you were 29 and I was 25. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was very like naive and like trusting, which is naturally a part of me. That's why I'm like, you know, I have to keep my eyes open a little bit more now, but I am just naturally like that. But also like before I was like, no, one's, nothing bad's going to happen. Like, yeah. just, Cause you're leaving good. Yeah. But I think that is definitely because of experience and, and, things that have happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, if I were to go back into the pods, it would be completely different. Oh, 100%. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, even yeah. now being 31, even though that was two years ago when we filmed, I would do it a lot of things differently. Mm-hmm. But everything was meant to happen exactly how it was because... Exactly. Exactly. How we learn, like, baby. <laughs> um, we so, Jean, tell us a little bit about, like, who you who were you close with in the pods? Like, on the like woman's side. Woman side. Um, I, so, you know, naturally there's like competition between women, especially and things like that. And so I would start to hear like, oh, she's so annoying or, oh, she's so this. And I was really like 
the the girl that just kind of kept the peace with everybody i was like well i love her i think she's great i think she's funny and i was honestly friends with everybody um that's why i was like a little heartbroken after the fact now that i don't speak to a lot of them because i was like oh i thought i thought we were close you know but after you know shows come out and people get cut or you know things are said or a lot of things you know relationships change but i was really i mean i loved amber me and lauren were roomies um uh there's this girl lexi skipper who was on there she got engaged but they didn't show her kelly was like a little fairy lc like i really like consoled her i honestly was like just kind of the little glue that kind of kept the peace so i felt i felt good with the relationships that came out of that but I forgot. I forgot that you guys had roommates. That's crazy because they kept us apart the whole time. They're like, no speaking to anyone. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went the pandemic. I think it was mostly a safety issue for us because they didn't want COVID Um, being spread. So we get tested every day. But I think that was a big issue why we had separate rooms was my assumption. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they probably keep them separate now because, I mean, why not? But I think think for us, it was a budget thing to tell you the truth. Now the budget's yeah. through the roof. They're like, we got it. Good. <laughs> when, when you proposed to Damien, were you really sure about that relationship? Like, were you like, I could see myself marrying him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I fall in love fast. So <laughs> that's why I'm, I was also very like, just, yeah, uh, driven or focused or whatever you want to call it. Like I, when I fall in love, I'm 100% sure about it. And I, I believe that, you know, you go all in or you don't go in at all. And um, the reason why I proposed to him was because I wanted him to see the type of woman that he was getting involved with. And I, after everything that we'd gone through, I didn't think that it like, yes, thank you, would suffice. Like yeah. I wanted to just like sh- also show him like how much I loved him and um, and truly what he was getting himself into. And <laughs> if he was going to say yes, then he's a little glimpse of me. Yeah, <laughs> he, then he gets it. I really wanted him to understand that. Um, I mean, obviously I was scared and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But at this point, I didn't think I'd never planned on being on the show. I'd never planned on making it this far. And I always had it in my head. I was like, if I make a connection, it's meant to be. If I make a connection, it's meant to be. And I I'd kind of maybe talked myself into it, but I felt it. You know, all these things that were going on around me, I, I was feeling it. Like, this is meant to be. And it was, but just not for me to get married. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Because you guys had a pretty tumultuous relationship, at least yeah. on screen. And you like had so many iconic lines like when you talk about how losing your butterflies listen to me motherfucker that is my favorite one um i got mugs if you want one um but it it was you guys were probably the most entertaining couple was that like a real reflection of your relationship at the time so that was a real reflection of our relationship from the moment that we met until the moment that we broke up two years later. Wow. wow. Okay. We were always like that. And I always held out hope that we were like one day going to be on the same vibe. And, you know, once we make it through this, then, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, meet eye to eye. Once we do this, we're going to, you know, feel 
like like you know is we're not butting heads all the time and that wasn't the case we just weren't compatible in that sense but that was a very very real reflection of how we were unfortunately <laughs> yeah wait did you guys like watch the show together i'm like taking it forward but did yeah you know, I was gonna say, did you watch it together and so the first time the first day that it came out it was 4 a.m my time and i couldn't sleep um i watched it in my and like again we should have been together but we weren't i was in my apartment he was in his um i watched it at 4 a.m like the first two episodes by myself and then i was like wake up i'm coming over and then we watched like the next two together mm-hmm. um and we were very well i mean he's a very sensitive soul and i already knew that like the wound was going to be reopened um so i wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be like so bad it was going to be you know i wasn't gonna you know insult him all over again but it's really inevitable once you do a show and all things come back up you just have to kind of like yeah. if you're in a healthy place look at each other and like laugh about it and just like you know yeah see how far you've come or if you're still like you know not in a healthy place just kind of have to relive it all over again so we did a little bit of both um we watched it together and the rest the whole the rest of the episodes we watched together because after a couple i was like because it was a year and a half that i talked myself into this hole i was like i gained weight i started breaking out i lost like all my job like it, i just put myself in a real big hole and after that, I was like, wait, this isn't that bad. Yeah. And nobody can say anything compared to how I've been treating myself this past year and a half. So, like, come at it. Mm-hmm. And it was such a relief. And, like, I thank God for making me eat shit for that year and a half because, like, it just it humbled me down to a place where I always feel grateful. I always feel like no one can hurt me more than I can hurt myself. And also no one can, you know, build me up as much as I can build up myself. So, um yeah we watched it together and but we did not watch after the altar together yeah Yeah, and i think you're so right like when you like you said like all those wounds are healed when you're like and then it comes back up when you rewatch it and it's such a test to your relationship if you are together if you're not uh it like either creates more beef or it creates comfort i don't know there's just it adds that extra layer of just Oh, it like stings. In a way. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen it in like past, mm-hmm. like first of all, season two, season one, it either makes you stronger or it breaks you. Yeah, absolutely. It broke it. <laughs> Mine broke me for a while. <laughs> <Mine lot. broke laughs> in a lot of ways. But it leads, you know, leads to getting you stronger at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, probably your most iconic scene was the wedding. You running away in your wedding mm-hmm. dress. So the thing about the wedding, (laughs) we had been on and off the whole time. Like I saw him and, you know, I was like, okay, like this could work. Maybe not. I don't know. To me, it was like, it's in the skin, right? Like that, that attractive chemistry thing, Genesequa that you can't explain. Like Blake's breath turns me on. (laughs) Like that is just like. Perfect. I did not have that with Damien. So I was struggling a lot with that. Also with like the fucking outer body experiences that I was having. Like that's why I was like talking in riddles. I was like really on another plane. And so I'm trying to be like, okay, like, is this it? Is this not it? And Damien knows this. 
and he's telling me, no, this is it. Like, I'm going to fight for you. Wow. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be together. It's going to be great, blah, blah. And so I'm no the entire time. He's yes the entire time. And I'm putting him through the ringer, right? Everybody saw it. Not the best sex of my life, et cetera, et cetera. And he <laughs> basically said, by the end of it, um, I mean, six weeks is only such a long amount, like, an, you know, a short amount of time. So by the end of it, I was like, well, I've put this man through everything. He's still there by my side. The universe has brought me here. Again, me with my fucking universe. And I'm like, let's go. I'm, I'm going to say yes. Like, it feels right. I've put him through all the tests. What's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> and then he tells me the night before, we, were not, we weren't supposed to talk, but we did. He tells me the night before, he's like, I don't know anymore. I'm gonna know when I see you. Oh, oh I hate that. That's oh, bullshit. <laughs> I hate that. I'm gonna know when I see you. Right. I'll know when I see you. And I'm thinking, my dress is bomb. I'm just gonna be, <laughs> he's gonna cry when he sees me. He cried. He sobbed, but it wasn't because he was gonna, <laughs> it wasn't because he was fucking was gonna fall madly in love with me. It was because he was gonna break my heart. Anyway, he, um, yeah, he said he was not gonna know until he saw me. So I walked up put my heart out there, said yes. He knew I was going to say yes. Didn't have the decency to tell me beforehand that he was going to say no or like prep me. I don't know. Maybe he did not know until he saw me. But when I saw him crying, I was like, those don't look like happy tears. Yeah. And I was kind of, you know, I was kind of expecting it, which it was always 50-50. That's why like I didn't, you know, come ball you know fall down to my knees cry or anything i was like okay okay you don't see this but i literally just stood there and i was like okay 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 i i hate the like i've heard this happen with like a few couples from across the seasons of of love is blind where someone says like i'll make the decision when i see you and i was like i hate that i know i was like these are real relationships i get it it's part of the experiment but i was Mm -hmm. like damn like when you do that it just like have the decency to like give me yeah. a heads up or give the other person a heads up. It really yeah. sucks. But also like, I get it too. Like I get it. You know, there's like, there are points in, in people's lives where there is a deciding factor and like, who am I to tell you that that's the wrong time for you? You know, it just sucks that I'm on the other side of it. It's, it sucks if like you've known all along and that you're going to say no and like you've led me on. That's but true. I feel like really in my case, Damien was all in and mm-hmm. I drove him fucking crazy. And honestly, like I applaud him for saying no because it was the best decision for both of us. And um, it, I'm not going to lie. I felt relief. I was like, okay, like we can take this now at our own pace. We don't have to get married. We don't have to like, we can just do what we want now. Um, and so for that, it was like, it was honestly the best thing that could have happened to the both of us. And no, I'm not mad about it at all. No, look at where your life is. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. You got to do what's best for you. And sometimes you have to do, you have to have the courage to do what's best for both of you. Yeah. You know, you, you have to even let them into thinking that they're going to live with you for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, um, I feel like at the reunion, what really changed the perception um, for viewers about you and Damien were like the united front you guys put mm-hmm. up, like not only during the reunion, but also in subsequent interviews. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like people were really rooting for you guys after the show, just based on how strong you guys looked. And then we fast forward to after the altar for your season where there's, you know, this love triangle with you, Damien, Francesca, um, where, you know, where it looked like on after the altar, you and Damien were still kind of like in this on and off stage, but like still very much trying to make it work. And then he had this like flirty friendship with Francesca. Yeah. I mean, so we'd been through that year and a half between filming and the show coming out. And we were the only people in the world that knew what that felt like. And we knew what we'd both gone through and we were both there for each other. And we really were each other's like pillars, even though we drove each other crazy, we were there for each other. And then the show came out and it was in my head, another one of those like, okay, like if we can make it through this, like if we can close these wounds after they've been, you know, lingering over us like a fucking cloud for the past year and a half, maybe now we'll be, we'll be good. Um, and that wasn't the case. You know, we just, we just never met eye to eye with a lot of things. And I, but I trusted him. Like he always made me feel like I could trust him, even though my trust was betrayed over and over and over again. Not with like, maybe with other women, I would get DMs all the time being like, Oh, you know, he's out flirting with whoever. And Blake is a DJ and Blake goes and DJs all by, by, by himself. Sometimes I never not have once gotten any sort of like cryptic DM message. And I still am in a public relationship. So that, you know, oh, well, maybe, you know, because people were out to get him because he just got on a show. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. Because I have like a true comparison, which, you know, don't compare, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, so I felt like I could trust him. He had the same manager as Francesca at the same time. And they all went out to dinner and the manager called the paparazzi so that they could get the, you know, the dinner on the fucking tabloids, even though there was like seven of them, it made it look like they were on a single date. And, um, and then they got like the picture of them holding hands. And when this picture came up, when he didn't even have the decency to tell me, I saw it come through like TMZ or E news or whatever. And I just laughed. Like, this is how confident I was. He's like, I was just laughing. I was like, ha ha ha. Like, how can people believe this is real? This is so funny. La la. And because of that whole drama, when after the altar was pitched, um, you know, they're like, well, we see that there are other relationships with other Netflix cast members. And I literally, my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, this isn't real. Like, that's not like, there's, there's no real basis behind this. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no real relationship. I don't know. Maybe they would text later. I found pictures of like her on his shoulders, like things like that. So this is me again, being trusting and naive. And, um, and then after the altar happened and the entire time, like Damien was reassuring me, like, there's nothing going on between us. There's nothing going on between us. And then a year later, I see the whole thing and I just felt like a fucking idiot. What do you mean you saw the whole thing? Like I saw them go on a date together. I saw him ask her to be his date. I don't care how much producers tell you to do something. They can't edit words into your mouth. And also you do whatever you want at yes, the end of yes. the day. hundred percent. Preach, honey. Yes. <laughs> I agree. You have the power 
to say no. Yes. You have the power to say no, yeah. especially to a girl that you've been dating for the past two years. Maybe show a little bit of respect towards yeah. her. No, there was absolutely no respect. There was even even behind the scenes. He could have told me, hey, you know, they asked me to be her. They told me to ask her to be my date. He could have told me like mm-hmm. I'm so trusting in this relationship at this point. And none of that happened. And so when she showed up and I saw that he was baiting me, he introduced her to every single person except for me. He knows how to he knows how to push my buttons. He always that's one thing that he knows how to do. Knows how to push my buttons. So he knew that if I saw that, you know, I wasn't getting attention or he wasn't, you know, sticking by my side like how we were the night before. Like, that I was going to react and give him what he wanted and, you know, be the loud, listen to me, motherfucker, bitch, all over again. Which, trust me, I would have loved to, but I didn't want to give him that satisfaction. Nice. It wasn't the producers. It was At that point, it was between me and Damien, and I did not want to give him that satisfaction any longer. And that night, I officially broke up with him. Like, at, at that night, I felt nothing. Wow. And I was free. I would so, so I'm proud. grateful for that. Yeah, I'm so proud of <laughs> that. Was like, yeah, that was the defining moment for me. But yeah. I hated it. I really hated it. I but- remember like people talking about that moment because I watched um, your seasons after the altar when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after we finished filming season two. So I was like, oh, let me just watch because I'm like curious. And I was like, it's weird because you're like, wow, there's so much drama here. Is it real? Is it real? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you forget and step back and be like, yeah, this was like your real life. And like everything Mm -hmm. we saw, sure, it's drama, but it was like your life and what you were going through. It's crazy. Like now being on the other side. Honestly, that that scene fucking pissed me off. I was just like, really, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can see a scene, too, where he was like, where I'm like talking to him one on one. And he's like holding a glass of water and he kept asking me, he's like, do you want to, do you want some water? Do you want a glass of water? He like wanted me to grab and shove it in his face. Like, (laughs) I know how this man operates and I know what he wanted out of me. And at that point it was so personal that I just, I wasn't going to give him an ounce, another tear, another shout. Like I was just done. Love you for that. And it's like, humiliate me once, shame on you. Humiliate me twice, shame on me. Humiliate me three fucking times at this point, I'm done. Yes. So, like, where do you stand with Damien today? Is it just like a no contact, no contact type? I wish him well. Yeah, I love that. Yes. I'm curious where you stand with the other cast members. I know you said that you know um, some of the friendships, you know, deteriorated with like the other women. Um, Mm -hmm. But who who are you close with? Who do you still talk to from the main cast of Love Is Blind season one? (laughs) I was gonna say you guys. I still talk to Kelly a lot. Um, when I go back to Atlanta, she's definitely one of the girls that I love to meet up with. Uh, LC is a super sweet girl. She should have gotten more. Oh, she was on Perfect Match, so yeah. she got to see more of her. I saw that she. Uh, they were at your birthday party, right? Yeah, they were at my birthday dinner. And Jessica. I love Jessica. And I've, I hated what happened to her. But she is thriving. Thriving. Like, she, yeah, she's yeah. pregnant, married to a doctor, living in Orange County. Like, go, yeah. girl, go. So um, those three are definitely, like, my little my little group that I like to. And we like so, those girls, too. too. Um, yeah. Jessica was actually the first person I reached out to before my season aired. <laughs> I 
I thought I was going to be the villain. That's kind of what the sentiment was across our cast. Like what Shane would like often tell me, he goes, I don't think you're going to look very good because you said no at the altar. I was comparing it with your season. So I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I actually reached out to her and I was like, how did you like mentally prep? And she was the amount of time, like just the amount of her own time she took to just like make sure I was okay before the show came out. I was like, wow, like you could tell she's just like a really, really good person that really got like the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. She really did. She really did. But again, like it all turned out, everything was meant to happen for a reason. Like I th- I think because she got that edit and because her now husband saw that, you know, there was a real person there, he slid into her DMs. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just, it's never as bad as you think it is. And I always think, and I always say this, like, yes, you can be made the villain. Yes, you can be made to look like, you know, someone that you don't recognize. But at the end of the day, I think now with the power of social media, you can always take control of your narrative and you can always, always like either own it, evolve from it, do whatever the fuck you want with it, as long as you have the balls to do it. And it's hard, you know, to, to like put yourself out there even more when people are like, you know, throwing shit at you and all this stuff. But I mean, now I kind of look back and when people call me like toxic and when people tell me like, oh, she's like when I get posted with Blake and they're like, oh, she doesn't deserve him. Like she's too crazy and all this shit. And it's like, first of all, like sometimes. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) But I mean, I've evolved and you don't know me and you saw like one percent of who I am. Mm -hmm. Four years ago or five years ago now. Five years ago. And sometimes I'll comment back and be like. Okay, so what? Like, what's your point? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't like hurt. Yeah, because yeah, you, you hold the power. For you sure, hold the power. You know? Yeah, and only focus on the things that you can control, because otherwise you'll drive yourself insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys, or you just to the yeah. choir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you just become indifferent to it. Like I'm so indifferent to Me it too. now that if mm-hmm. I read something negative, I'm just like. Whatever. Yeah. At first, it used to bother me so much because I think I care so much about how people perceived me. But now I'm like zero Fs given. Yeah. I'm not even a fuck. Like people used to, I remember I was the first one to do um, sponsorship ads from our season. I started doing it immediately after our our season (laughs) finished airing. And the amount I was called ad queen or I was they were like she's so you're like blah, blah, blah. and I was like, <laughs> like thank you yeah. yes I am <laughs> the ad queen but exactly. you're just like Honey. you're like whatever these people don't know me and they're not in my yeah. shoes anymore and like you know what do you just kind of like you're right where you're just like you could evolve from it and and not care and whatever yeah. like life oh you make merch from it and then yeah. <laughs> I really want that mug girl yeah um, so okay so we're gonna jump into all-star sure Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how you got on the show, All Star Shore. So I was, again, in one of those moments where I didn't, like, know what to do next. And I was in Colombia with my mom. And um, I was like, I went to this church and I prayed. And I was like, you know, tell me what to do. And literally the next day I got a call. And I'm like in the mountains of Colombia, and you can't, I couldn't really hear much of what there was like my manager was saying but he was like up oh, up oh, mtv oh, 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 here's the budget and i was like sign me up <laughs> like this is what i wanted thank you <laughs> and that's it i didn't really know much about it um until like a couple weeks later and i had to be on set like a month after so again like 
okay, here we go again. Uh, short time frame. Don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I'm just hoping that it's going to be fun. It's not going to be a dating show. Not going to fall in love on this thing. Like I can just have fun, like show my personality, like be me. Um, and that's how I got on All Star Shore. And it was just <laughs> another big ass plot twist that I'm so happy that I did it. And I didn't know who else was going to be on there. I didn't know like the cast. I just knew that I was going to be off on the coast of Africa somewhere, like competing and drinking. And that sounded like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted it, a good time. It's, it's so crazy because you are portrayed so differently on that show. Like you're so much more like calm and like, yeah. which is very different from your persona or like who you were on Love is Blind season one, where you're obviously have like these iconic moments, but you know, you kind of like say it how it is. Not saying you didn't do that on All Star Shores, but you're more like really not part of the drama, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. You kind of are like mm -hmm. doing your own thing. And so mm -hmm. I thought it was a really good like indicator of your growth like the like the age difference old, baby. Um, but just like how you got older too mm -hmm. and i was like i don't i think people really don't realize like you were so young when you did love is blind mm -hmm. and obviously you're just acting your age on love is blind yeah and also there was the drama that happened was because me and damien were drama like yeah. that was that was our constant like state of being was just drama and when I was on Ulster Shore, I was just, there was so much drama happening around me. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like sitting back and being like, oh, this is fun. I mean, I, I'm not creating it. I could jump in if some, I jump in when I feel slighted, when I feel wronged or when someone else is being wronged, like I'm mama bear. So like, I'll go in and like, I'll protect you. And I think honestly, what made me so like, just at peace was being with Blake. And Blake just, made me so happy and I was just like like it was a fucked up little honeymoon that I was on yeah. <laughs> how who knew you like, oh. knock knock love is here for you, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy this one yeah. um and and because I didn't think I would be able to enjoy him after All Star Shore because I had perfect match coming up yeah. so in my head you know I'm thinking like okay you know I'm just gonna enjoy it like I've never, I haven't felt this in a really long time. I feel very, very like at peace. Let me just enjoy it before I fuck it up. <laughs> and, um, and turns out I haven't fucked it up yet. Yeah. That I know. <laughs> he asked you to be his girlfriend on the show. Yeah. Did you expect that? Like, how did that come to fruition? Wow. Oh my God. So we, yeah, we were just, we were like furniture on that show. We were just like making out in the corner all the time. The producer's like, this isn't a dating show. Like you guys need to separate. And we just looked at each other. We we're like, no, absolutely not. Like I went through hell. He went through hell. Like we're happy. Like don't mess with us. And, um, and I think it was that type of attitude of like me and him were just like in our own little world that, I don't know, we could ask him, made him want to just love me and keep me forever and when he um it was funny because i remember we all we all would get ready together and that night i chose a black dress and red lipstick and like straight hair like really classic kind of look and and then um and then I, i'm like the first one to get ready and then i go up and everyone starts coming out and everyone's wearing black i'm like oh my god how cute like we're all in the same mind frame like again naive <laughs> Like, oh my God, we're all like matching. Like we're all connected now. Cause at that point we felt like a big family. 
Um, and then Johnny, he's like, come with me. He like grabbed my hand because I was looking for Blake. I was like, where's Blake? Johnny was like, come with me. And I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. where are we going? So we walked downstairs and like the lights were all red. And that's when I was just like, holy shit. Like I haven't. I mean, when I got proposed to on Love is Blind, I knew I was getting proposed to. Like, you have a day of proposals, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, I'd never felt that type of, like, romantic surprise before. Like, it felt, and in my PTSD, I was like, holy shit, he's proposing. Holy shit, he's proposing. And you can see it in my face. I'm, like, freaking the fuck out. And um, I'm excited, but I'm also, like, really scared. And Blake is, like, giving me, like, this beautiful little speech but you can see that I'm fucking scared. And he like fast forwarded his speech and he goes, will you be my girlfriend? Or get a semi novia. He said it in Spanish. Get a I, guess, I remember him saying it and in you Spanish. Can see, like, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like, I was like, I thought you were asking me to marry you in my head. You know? I was like, your girlfriend? Yeah, of course. And it was, it was great because I just, it felt like what a proposal Again, I'm saying proposal because it's just I've, that's the only thing I can compare it to what it yeah. would feel like because like all our friends were rooting for us. Like everyone like surprised me. It was just like really, really, really sweet. Um, and and in the back of my head, too, I was like, damn, this is going to be the shortest, most beautiful relationship I've ever had. I'm dating so. so I was just trying to keep it away from my you know head. I was just trying to live in the moment as much as I could. Um, and I think I did pretty good. I didn't self-sabotage. Yes. So, it's so <laughs> to have that moment on, like, mm-hmm. recorded and on television because obviously yeah. you guys are still together and it's just, like, so sweet to even, like, show your future children if that goes there. Know. You know what I mean? And all yeah. that. It's so cute. I literally told him last <laughs> night because, like, we were making pottery. And he, <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, it just, like, came to my head. I was, like, how cool is it to, like, tell our kids, like, how we met and, like, what we do for a living now. Like I tour with him. He's a DJ. Like he wants, I'm on stage with him. Like how cool is it to like tell our kids like that? This is what, you know, our life was like, or is like, hopefully it's still like that. Um, But it's so surreal. I never, ever thought it would, it would be like this at all. By the way, he killed it at Stagecoach. I saw some of the he videos. Killed oh my it. God, that was a huge crowd. I was like, wow. that's amazing. He even played at Stage. That's- like that is like I feel like solidified like real DJ status, oh, yeah. you know. But can you actually talk a little bit about Blake? Because what we realized from our previous episodes, not a lot of our listeners know the Bachelor Nation franchise. So I'm sure they know Blake because you and him were big on the news um, when you announced your relationship. But he is actually from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. And so did you know him prior to dating him, like just through, you know, watching him TV or anything like that? No, not at all. So it's interesting that you said that Love is Blind fans don't really know too much about Bachelor because I feel like there's a lot of similarities that they That's would what I thought. There's a lot of Our U.S. Yeah. listeners do, but I think like... Oh, because we're international. Yeah. International. Yeah, we're international. So for the other half of our listeners who are international, um, they have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Blake Horseman, um, who have been dating for a year and a half now, is from Bachelor... His Bachelorette was Becca Kufrin, so I think he was, like, season 14 of the Bachelor franchise. And then he was also on Bachelor in Paradise, I think, like, season 6. 
And um, he got into a little bit of hot water there. He was like the like fucking knight in shining armor in Becca's season in The Bachelor. He was just like everybody was like rooting for him and really felt for him when she said no to him. So he got stood up at the altar when he was proposing to her. And then see, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously I got said no to the altar. So we really bonded on that front. Um, And then he did Bachelor in Paradise. Um, which he did not have a good experience on. So he didn't think that, you know, he was ever going to do reality TV again. And so his, like, leap of faith to do Ulster Shore, um, again, was just another moment that was meant to be. We weren't, we didn't think that we were going to Reality do TV <laughs> brought you together. What a story for right? the kids. I know. Oh, what were the differences uh, that you noticed between the two shows that you filmed, uh, Love is Blind and Ulster Shore? Were there any or? Oh, yeah. It's like night and day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, you can see everybody <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> I didn't think was going to make such a big impact on me. But when I got to set, I was like, wait, I can like I can touch you. I can see you. You know, I don't have to like guess who's who. And yeah, um, so that was just refreshing right off the bat. I really like that. Yeah. Um, which is really weird to say. And, <laughs> I know, that is kind of weird to say. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, so there's no manipulation whatsoever that could happen on a challenge show. So because years ago there was, um, you know, a challenge show that was competing for money and a producer favored a, um, a cast member and then that cast member won and then everybody sued the production because obviously like that's, you, that's completely illegal um now there is like a law that states that you can't manipulate cast members when there's a challenge show so i didn't i didn't i barely spoke to my producer like i didn't fear feel like handled i didn't i thought they hated me if anything i was like wait like no one's no one's gonna come and like talk to me or do this or anything like that but it was really refreshing because we were just we were just having fun and and didn't feel like there was any pressure other than to drink, <laughs> to, to do anything. Yeah. Um, and on it, and actually, no, there was a drinking limit. So I didn't even have pressure to drink. They would take the bottle away. Um, so it was just like a very relaxed environment, which was great considering it was a very strenuous concept. So like, you know, not going to sleep till 5 a.m., partying, then waking up the next morning, getting ready and doing a whole challenge on the beach for like seven hours freezing your ass off, getting sick, getting burned, literally like sunburn. Your My skin was like scales. It was just like very, it was challenging physically rather than emotionally. Um, and it was just, it was fun. Like I have fun. I walked away from that, not feeling anything, but like fulfilled, which wow. I really uh, like. Yeah. And not anxious. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> well rounded <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah. Not anxious how everyone feels after Love is Wine. We're always like, oh, what happened? Yeah. Like, oh my God. What's going on? No, I, I mean, I felt anxious because I thought I had to break up with Blake, but that was it. Other than that, that was yeah, it. Yeah, actually, let's go back to that because, yeah. um, you know, viewers don't know this, but you were asked to do Perfect Match season one and, and you were going to be on that show and yeah. and then you decided not to. Like, why did you decide not to do Perfect Match? So I always felt like it was going to be, I was going to have to relive this narrative that was constantly being thrown at me, but I was in a much healthier place. 
and I felt stronger and I felt like I just didn't give a fuck, you know? So I was going to go in there and be like, you can't touch me. I'm immune to your manipulation. And I was going to really show myself. Honestly, it was going to be for myself so that I could just close that chapter officially. Like every little loose end, close it. And are you saying that chapter with Damien and Francesca? The chapter with Damien. Francesca is a non-issue. Yeah. She, she, I don't have any like ties to her with me. I didn't have a two year long relationship with her, you know? So this was more for me and also maybe to the, definitely to the trauma associated with what I felt with love is blind. Um, and when I met, so I had Ulster Shore and then two months later I had a perfect match and I met Blake, fell in love with Blake. Blake got leaked and there wasn't really anywhere for me to hide either. So I had to confront it. And it was at that moment where it was like, either I go with this love that I found or I go to prove something to myself and try to get more clout. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. And um, I didn't feel like the clout was worth it. I felt like Blake was worth it. And so I told him no. And it was the best decision I ever made. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now you're living with Blake, right? In Denver. Was that a tough transition for you? You went from Florida. I think that's where your family is, right? In Florida. Yeah. And so I I filmed in Atlanta. um, And after being there like a year, two years after filming Love is Wine, I was like, I'm done. And I put everything Mm -hmm. in a storage unit and in Miami. And I was like, I'm going to travel for a little bit. I'm going to live in Europe. And I'm gonna just like live my best life and then find out where I where I want to live because I'm very much like a nomad and like citizen of the world type of thing. <laughs> and while I had like all my stuff in storage unit, I met Blake and never did I ever think that I was gonna end up in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Denver's great. I mean, it's beautiful. Great. Um, I love the beach. I miss it. But yeah, he asked me. So I, I came for Christmas. Literally, he asked me to be his girlfriend on the show. I told him about Perfect Match. He was so supportive, was stuck by me, like didn't, you know, didn't think that. Always trusted me. And um, and then right after the show, it was Christmas and my family got COVID. So I couldn't do co- Christmas with my family. And so I tell him, he goes, do you want to come spend Christmas, Christmas with mine? And our first like date out of Alter Shore is Christmas with his family. And I never left. I I literally never left. I was here for a year. And then he asked me to like officially move in in October. Yeah. And so, and then I moved in and now it's been a year and a half. Aww. Small amount of time. Huh? <laughs> in the small amount of time that I met Blake's family when we came to visit you guys, they they seem to be so supportive and so sweet. Oh and like, I love that you guys have like such a close relationship. It's so sweet. It feels like a home away from home. Yeah. And they're like his biggest fans are always at his shows. Um, like his mom parties harder than I do. Like she'll- <laughs> she was so nice. Oh my god. Yeah. And like sometimes it's like midnight and I want to go home and his mom's like still raging. I'm like, okay, I gotta keep going, you know, I gotta keep up with mom. So it's it's been nice. It's been really fun. Amazing. I mean, we're so happy for you. Like just looking at the photos that you post of you and Blake and like the life you're living now, I think it was a hundred percent worth not doing perfect match because mm-hmm. 
I mean, I just, you just seem so happy. Um, and you're glowing. And you're glowing. <laughs> so, guys. I mean, it was a decision that, you know, I felt you, because you feel obligated too, to like, yeah. to, for this network that also like built you or gave birth to you, you know, you, you, I'm a people pleaser. Like I want to, I like to work. I like to show up. I like to be on. And so like, I was like, well, you know, and that was, that was hard for me to say no to, to a a network that I love so much. Um, You know, no matter if they were going to fucking throw me in with the sharks, apparently, you know, I was willing to just go through all that. Um, And I just didn't feel like it was worth it. And it's crazy because I'm saying no to a paycheck. I'm saying no to like, you know, more exposure. I'm saying no to another dating show, which I've only dated Blake at this point for two months. So like, you know, what are you going to do? And I really felt so strongly that this was like my path. And I used to think that it was going to, that it's saying no and, you know, closing options, but it's like, it's, you're saying yes to something else. You're saying no to this one thing, but you're saying yes to something else. And that opens up even more doors. Um, so I, I, I felt that like truly, Amazing. <laughs> and I don't like to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question, like, what does, what does the future hold for you? Like, you know, do you have any upcoming projects, goals, um, kind of any goals that you've set for yourself? Yeah. I mean, more TV is always the goal. So you never stop working on that. Um, if I could be one of those, like those like MTV road rules people that like, you're like, they're still going at it. Like, I know like Johnny bananas. Yeah. Johnny bananas. I'm down. Um, so that's something that I've been working on and, um, just personally more like more branding, more fun things that I can give out to everyone that's been following me for so long. And, um, really just kind of paving a path that, Again, I don't know where it's going, but it feels right. And, um, you know, a lot of that includes like buying a house and, um, you know, working with people that I never thought I'd work with. And, and now I'm in this whole other place in my life that I didn't think that I would be in. And it's just kind of like saying yes to these opportunities that seem a little bit left field, but it's always felt, it's always been left field. And it's, just keeps taking you higher and higher. So I know it sounds a little bit vague, but that's kind of what my whole philosophy on life. So <laughs> it's a good philosophy to have, but we want to thank you so much yes. for coming on this thank podcast. You, yeah. I mean, you are one of our closest friends from the franchise and I feel like you cleared up so much today and, yeah. you know, we're so thankful to have met you through this crazy love is blind world. And we hope you come back on soon. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll come back and recap an episode with us. Oh my God. I am out. dying to do that. Cause yeah. I yes. was seeing things from like, you know, our perspective, but then also like a spectator. Yes. yes. It's so fun. Different. Yeah. And then you kind of catch yourself being like too much of a spectator and you're like, wait, no, like, <laughs> so yeah it's fun i'm done wait okay I'm fine you guys last want. last question though what did you think of season four of love is blind so i thought season four was <sighs> i 
<laughs> As okay. I'm about to text Bliss really quickly to tell her we're going to be late. <laughs> we're going to oh, see her. Sorry. He's in no, Chicago. Totally no, fine. that's okay. It's I not thought a season deal. four was, honestly, it was great because I think it came back to like the root of it. But then mm-hmm. I also saw that um, people are slipping through the cracks and kind of using the show for, you know, you know the, the, co- the common misconception of like i'm gonna get on the show and i don't have to take it seriously and i can you yeah. know kind of like lie my way through it and but you always get caught you can't escape the truth with love is blind like you just cannot and either it bites you know you in the ass at that moment or it bites you in the ass after but i thought the drama that came out of it was just like it was juicy and it was it could have been the reunion was disappointing to me yeah. I thought the reunion could have been better. I'm really curious to see how after the altar is gonna shape up because I think it I think it's gonna be a good one. Um, but I also think that I mean, I was held accountable. Again, I show up. I think everybody needs to show up. I think there is just no escaping it. And also, if anyone's listening to this that's on a season or has been on a season, it's so dumb for you to not follow up on your own storyline. Don't escape the cameras. Own up to the cam like own up to your narrative. Either follow it up, be who you are or apologize, but like don't just take yourself out of the picture because people are going to make that story up for you and you have absolutely no way of defending yourself. So you might think that it's the best decision for you, but it's actually the worst. So stick with it. You started it, now finish it. Yeah, that's, nice. that's great. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, we're gonna make a clip out of this and share it with yeah. <laughs> contestants. But you're you're totally right. Where like people are slipping through the cracks. I think that there's a difference of going on the show already being an influencer, or after the show, like taking advantage of being part of the main cast and like the influx of followers and doing sponsorship deals, but. Our thing is, like, if you go in trying to be an influencer, you're taking that opportunity away from someone who went in trying to find Love. a person. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, people are always, like, I think even with you where people are, like, well, you and Shake decided midway not to say no. But you went in it very, like, genuine and try mm-hmm. to explore relationships, whether mm-hmm. or not, like, in that process towards the end it wasn't going to work out. Work out. So mm-hmm. I was, like, but, yeah, it, that sucks is when I hope it doesn't become a show – where people's main intention is to become like an influencer, like famous because I was like, it's just, it's going to really hurt you and it's going to be exposed at some point. Yeah. Cause karma is a bitch baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to hurt you. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of the opportunities that are being given to you because like no one, no, no one was made to follow me. No one was made to follow you. Like people followed you because of, you know, you, your authenticity, who you are, and that attracted people to you. And so you've earned that. And people that are trying to get on the show just for the clout, like, I completely agree. It's really sad because I believe that this is one of the shows that you can actually find the love of your life. Look at season one, look at season three, look at season four. Like actual Not season two. Big boss over season two. I'm sorry, you guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, oh. I, mean, I mean, look at me. I could I didn't find it either. But you but the people that were able to find that 
love connection, that physical connection, that chemistry connection, it's a fucking jackpot. And I have so many people coming up to me and being like, do I come, do I get on the show? And it's just like, if you're serious about finding the love of your life, absolutely, because it can give you a love like no other. And so if you go in there and take that chance away from somebody else, like shame on you, get on Tinder, go on Raya, go on Hinge, do, do that if you're not serious. But if you are serious, go on Love is Blind. Yeah, love that. or go on a bachelor bachelorette show. <laughs> like, like, stay or, away from you know, those. Too hot to handle. For a mediocre dude with fifteen other women, you know. That's just. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank but you so much again, you, G. G. Love yeah, we you love you. Love Thanks so much. Love you more. Bye. Bye. <laughs> As always, we love, love, love hearing from you guys. So please continue sending your comments and your questions to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And what was, what am I supposed to say? Oh, and leave a review (laughs) and subscribe. Because we also love seeing your reviews and um, you're not going to want to miss our next episodes. We have some fun topics coming up. We always say that, but we're for real this time. Mm -hmm. So see you next Monday. Bye.